fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try for the touchdown. Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good folks of the Rose Street Journal, paving your way and acting as your lead blocker to fantasy, glory, excellence, titles, and everything in between. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself, here to do another Baked Best Ball Classic. And I'm rushing a little bit because the Travs actually already started, and we got a 45-minute cap. So as much as I'd like to do my lengthy preamble, I'm actually just going to cut right to the chase. How you doing, Wolf? I'm doing fantastic. I apologize for us having to rush through it tonight, but got a quick date in before the Celtics. Huge game tonight. Let's freaking go. And as you said, normally I hit like enter draft and it's waiting five picks or so, uh, you know, five more to fill. And bam, we're, I was the last one in and we are just locked and loaded right from the start, folks. So no wait. The draft had just kicked off. We are pick seven. So as always, we'll be drafting and talking about some football while we do it today. The focus and some other stuff. And yeah, of course, that's the uh, what you're probably hopefully here for is the other stuff. Um, and yeah, pick one, Jonathan Taylor, as you guys come on in that thumbs up button. You already are starting to hit it without us even asking. I love to see it. Thank you again so much for being here. As I kind of hinted at, we will be talking running back, <coughs> targets, fades, strategy, all that good stuff while mixing in just the typical baked talk. So truth, I'm going to pull in the draft here. Yeah, like I said, it see. is going. And uh, as this is coming in, what are you what are you on? What was your choice tonight? I went back to what we did in the first episode, actually, the orange nice. cake kush. Um, nice. Because remember, it, it made me uh, it said it makes you focus and you focused and euphoric. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Perfect. <laughs> One last week was good, too, but it was, uh, you know, maybe a little more of a lethargic feeling. Mm-hmm. And this is more just kind of like, yeah, man, I'm locked in. But I also have a lot of weird like ideas going on in my head. <laughs> Perfect. Oh man, <laughs> I, I love that. Now we're on the board uh, seven, and then we'll we'll get into. I, I want to react to everything you just and said. I'll just <laughs> tell you right now, I would take Austin Eckler here. I know you would, and this is a running back show. But what I'm going to do is I'm taking Jefferson. He never falls this far to seven, and I think he's the clear number two receiver to obviously Cooper Cup, our guy. I think he's going to be playing in that Cooper Cup role with Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams now vi- coordinating the Vikings. And he typically goes top four. So I, you never see this. And I think running backs fall a lot in underdog. So, yes, this is a running back show. We probably should have started with a running back. In my big board, I, I, Eckler and Jefferson are neck and neck. I might have Eckler actually higher. I'm with you. I might have gone him. But I, you just don't see Jefferson fall this late. And that's a way to get unique is when you see a player like this falling. So, Long preamble, are you killing me over Jefferson after what you just heard? No, you're like Bill Simmons when he has like one of his buddies on and, and they do gambling bets and the Simmons will like suggest a bet and then the guy's like, nah, I don't agree and here's why. And Simmons is like, okay, but we're going to do it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. It's like I'm the one that has the mouse. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah, you're in my world now. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, yeah, on a running back show, we'll probably go Mike Evans round two, I figure. That, that, that would probably be the most. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, 
But no, I, I do you think I'm insane for thinking Jefferson's the clear cut wide receiver too in fantasy, or would you have it? So it's one of those things where reflexively, I, I don't think he is, but it, you've crunched the numbers and looked at it a lot more than me. I'd have to look at the list and really think about it. You also know I'm generally speaking, uh, you know, I'm anti cousins, and that tends to color my opinions on stuff like this and it might you know since it's fantasy it might not be reasonable that i am so anti-cousins jefferson's obviously a great talent it's Um, fantasy who seems like it i hear you that's the group it's stats cousins might suck real life do i think he's ever winning the super bowl no he's always going to piss himself in a big game but can he rack up 5k yards this year in a new scheme i think so Maybe. I mean, I also feel like he's been around long enough where the guy could fall off a cliff at some point, even beyond like the loser that he is. It's not like every year I'm like, oh, I can really bank on Kirk Cousins. I So, no, I, I don't think you're crazy. Um, I'd have to look at it before I could really dispute. I mean, clearly I like Cup more than him. I'd have to look and see who else is there and their situations and stuff like that all in front of me. Uh, yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't call you too much of an idiot speaking of big time receivers what do you what do you think of uh oh, all right let's make our pick we, we got to make our pick i like either aaron jones or kamara any preference between the two uh i'd probably lean towards kamara although yeah. gosh i don't know man i was disappointed with a lot of that stuff last year i yeah, know if go. there is a risk i'm gonna go aaron jones i'll, I'll tell you a couple reasons <laughs> case in point we should bet this i'm gonna go you guys like kamara okay we're gonna go aaron jones uh um, fair enough but but <laughs> the reason there's a couple reasons why is one there is the potential lingering suspension of Kamara in a vacuum. I do I, have Kamara. to be fair. I forgot about that. Like he, he did beat some dude <laughs> this summer uh, and, and oh, All Star Weekend, right? Or the Pro Bowl? Oh, also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, two, I've seen Kamara as we're seeing right now fall sometimes to round three. So like there is a non-zero chance Kamara does fall to us here. Uh, whereas I know that Aaron Jones isn't. And the last reason, something I've been studying a lot about, and I'm glad we have a, an excuse to talk about this, is Week 17 correlation. Pete Overs had a guy I've had on the pod a few times now. Love the guy. Some of the best content in the biz. Um, he, he made a great video about Week 17 and how you know the expected value of winning these things. We're, we're drafting this to win $2 million. We're not trying to advance to the playoffs, get 10 bucks on top of our money and say, yay. We're, the expected value of week 17 is like 40,000 times. He has a great chart. Watch his video. Uh, he'll explain week 17 correlation. But the, the essential thesis of it is get a lineup like in DFS where you game stack something. What game would that be? The Vikings and the uh, Packers face each other in week 17. So all that was to say, you know, if that game blows up, Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson are going back and forth. We have a, a shootout and it's just like a DFS stack. It gives you a little edge. Like if we're that close on Kamara versus Jones, oh, I can cor- correlate that game real quick and, and bump up my expected return of week 17. Did right, that I mean, ramble make sense? Yeah, it made sense. I mean, you okay. know, it it kind of seems like you're playing check uh, chess here and I'm playing checkers. We'll see if it works out that way. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see how that goes down. And I certainly wasn't aware of the week uh, the week 17 matchup. You talking about week 17 or week 18 or week 17 because that's where the uh, best ball mania like championship. Oh, okay, that's like you, the Super Bowl. And of course, you have to make it all the way there. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but I get it. I get it. It's like playing for the playoffs in regular it, fantasy. Exactly, playing for that that big money win. If you're not going for it, yeah. And oh God, come on! I don't want to jinx it here, but you see what I see. I do see it, and he took him. Ah, oh, damn it. I fucking jinxed it, clearly. Are we really going to end up with Josh Allen again? Every time we draft, we get Josh Allen. We can do that, or we can Which do is like, you know, I mean. James Connor, one of the two. What do you think? 
Well, whatever I say, you're going to do the opposite. But I think I would probably go Josh Allen. Let's just – it's the fucking theme of the show. Yeah, let's go Josh Allen. Round three, Josh Allen. We're going to go him every fucking time, aren't we? Like Probably. I mean, I don't don't have a reason not to. Now we might not even have to draft a backup, which there's obviously mixed research about that. But Josh Allen's getting us 400 fucking points from the QB position. Like, we're we're going. I think so. So – Exactly. When he falls in round three, it's almost a lock to me. Then you got a great stacks like we always do. Knox, Davis, uh, you know, Singletary, we could Crowder. Like, ah, I I love the round three, Josh Allen. CJ says with the NBA finals on ESPN and not with the hilarious TNT crew, this is the best finals pregame show on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, I agree. The ESPN halftime group is just horrendous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I turn it off. I mean, that's where I go out and get more baked. <laughs> yeah, I always have the sound off. I'm usually listening to podcasts anyway. Yeah, yeah they're terrible. Um, also, Gary W in the building. Good evening, gentlemen. What's up, Gary? Hey, love, Gary, one of our classic. Love the Mario Brothers two logo, by the way. Yeah, let us know if you're. Why'd in you pick that one? Say hello. Check on in with the boys. Get your questions in. You know anything, whether it's about fantasy or the the bet. My favorite question still remains the best high cereal. Like, that was the, that was the best question I think we've gotten. In the two episodes, the lake. I don't know. I think how many snakes is dozens of snakes. Well, that was your question, not a listener question. That's true. (laughs) That's a great question. A little self-promotion there. Hey, I saw a hilarious headline today. And it's just, again, I like to sometimes not read the story because I don't want to know any more than I saw in the headline. Yeah. It just says, Florida man mistakes a seven-foot alligator for a dog. Promptly gets bit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, seems to make sense. Those like, go I mean, you know, you kind of think like he had it coming, right? He probably Speaking went up course. and was like trying to pat this. I mean, first of all, how fucked up do you have to be to mistake a seven foot alligator for a dog? Yeah, pretty damn fucked up. <laughs> Second of all, this could only happen in Florida. Yes, uh, exactly. Third of all, if you get bit because you made that mistake, you deserve you it. it. You deserved every second of it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. After my rant on correlation, I've never heard of anything too more correlated than mistaking an alligator for a dog. And then getting bit. Fucking feet. <laughs> and then getting bit. Yeah, exactly. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. All right. Our picks are about to be up. Play and then maybe we'll get, this get bit by an alligator. I get bit by an alligator. Right. Exactly. Uh, maybe we'll get into some actual running back talk. We might have to just change the title of the uh, the episode. Uh, what happens when you draft jo- Justin Jefferson first? Maybe that's the title of the episode because that's what we're rolling with, folks. Um, right. Or what do you deserve if you mistake a large alligator for a dog? <laughs> also, the, lose the, a hand. I'm really pissed that Kamara went one pick before us in round three. That's that the worst. Is is you know you kind of don't expect to get him. Like, you know, you see that in drafts all the time. It's like, oh, maybe this guy could possibly get back to me. We should take Zeke. Yep, yep. Continue on. I was going to do that. Um, it's like, you know, maybe this guy is going to fall to me. There's an outside chance. And then every pick that passes, you expect him to get picked. And they don't. And then, lo and behold, it's one pick before you, and he's there. Exactly. And then, and then you then for the first time, you really start getting, like, excited. Exactly. I might get this guy, and then, Long, you, then yeah. you don't, and you're so pissed. Would have been fine if you just didn't, like if someone took him six picks ago or something. Such an absolute tease. Ugh. Yeah. Well, truth, we got ten picks. I'm going to try to rip. Let's let's see if I can pull it off. I'm going to introduce you. Okay, let's here. talk about some of the guys that you are stock up on, starting with Cortland Sutton. Yes. Apparently out of camp, Cecil Lammy tweeting that he is Russell Wilson's favorite everybody. He's gone on record of saying this multiple times over the week. 
And talking about it's the smooth movement after the catch, Sutton showing he's back to himself. I've always said I like Sutton more than Judy, and I always thought Sutton was the more real alpha here. It's already sounding like him and Russ have that chemistry. Russ has had two top 20 receivers in back-to-back season with the Seahawks with great talent. I love Cortland Sutton. He has gotten a big bump in the rankings. Well, also big rumors. Oh, are we moving on, or are you still going on Sutton? I I was trying to get it before our picks, but give me the rumors. Give me the rumors. I was just going to say Tony Pollard. Uh, who we all like, oh, yeah. but who we kind of feel like isn't getting enough. You know, he's in a kind of almost like a committee, and he's the second fiddle in that committee. Supposedly there's talk of him getting work as a slot receiver. Yeah, exactly. I We keep drafting Zeke. You can see three straight drafts, if you've watched these episodes, of Zeke Elliott in the fourth round. One of my favorite picks you can possibly make looking fully healthy. Everything's good about Zeke. What would be even better is if they also decide, let's get Tony Pollard on the field with him. Why shouldn't they? With Gallup banged up, they are hurting for pass-catching weapons. Pollard is so damn explosive in space. He would be the perfect, perfect slot weapon for this team. And it also would not ding Zeke all that much because he can still do the screens and all that good stuff out of the backfield. This would be a win-win for everybody's value. And certainly, if there's ever a draft I don't get, Zeke Elliott, which still hasn't happened. Like I take him almost every single draft. Him and Josh Allen all the time. Josh Allen and the Zeke rounds three, four locked in. But if that does happen, we're one pick away. So I'm going to go back to that. Uh, Then I will certainly get Pollard in any draft at round eight, nine. We're up up right now. And all the guys I queued up are gone. Don't love Dobbins at running back. All the running back fades I have are now currently here. Yeah. Oof. Um, Maybe we go. I don't hate Brandon Cooks. He gets peppered. Um, I don't. I, I don't hate him, him either. I don't hate him either. But man, um, let's go Cooks. That's just to have something. Okay. We need okay. a receiver, and then we can kind of regroup and pick out who we want to go. Like, who would you have gone? Maybe DK instead. No, I mean, look, talent wise, DK a hundred percent. But I mean, it's very, very hard, even for me who loves DK, to really get too excited we, about him as a fantasy guy right. this year. Yeah, exactly. It would have to be like just transcendent performance, where you know, kind of like. Uh, I mean, remember, DeAndre Hopkins kind of fell in his face when he had Brock Osweiler. And, I mean, he was the best in the business then. So, I mean. There was also the season that he was, like, wide receiver five with four different shit storms. So, it really yeah. was only Osweiler. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was just proof Osweiler was a little worse than this. Os- remember, what did I call it? The carousel of. Yeah, the carousel of shit or something like yeah, that. It was some- carousel from hell. Yeah, um, patent pending on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're all coming after it for no, sure. No, I don't I don't <laughs> I really don't hate Cooks, but what's interesting is this is the first time I've drafted with you where I felt like legitimately not excited about the pick. And it's I, not like I don't see Cooks' right. upside. I really do. Um and best ball, I, I really do think he's a decent pick, but it's just like you get excited about every other pick, and it seemed like we kind of went off a cliff a little bit there. Well, the last two drafts, we did Robinson and Davis, and I, I agree with you. Both of those have way more. I'm I'm excited. Excited, kind of. We wouldn't have even – it wouldn't even been a debate. That's kind of why we got stuck because I was like, one of these three, like those two receivers or maybe Brees Hall falls. Typically in round five, that's who I'm looking at. And just to open it up and ban none of them here – uh, like Godwin with the injury is, is real sketch in my opinion. I don't like Josh Jacobs. This was originally going to be a, a podcast about running backs. Again, we'll change the title um, and figure out what this nah. is actually about. DJ's tuned in. Figure out what this podcast title should Leave be. Leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> running back preview. The second running back we've talked about through 30 minutes is Josh Jacobs and why I don't like him. We're talking about stock up, stock down. He was going to be one of the major stock downs. Vic Tafor. 
believed a bell cow role for Josh Jacobs is unlikely. In fact, evidence coming out that Josh Jacobs himself has said, I don't want to be a bell cow and pined for Kenyon Drake to get more work last year. We already know Josh McDaniels does not want a bell what cow. What the hell is that about? Exactly. He hates who, fantasy. Who says that? He's a bitch. He doesn't want the ball. What NFL player doesn't want the ball and wants to prove himself that the best? I, make sure. Yeah, I'm sure. just trying. I mean, you know me. I'm all right. We're on the clock, and then I have something to say about that. I like Elijah Moore. We've done him in a bunch, but I also do like Elijah Mitchell. Um, I feel like our receivers need more help, and Elijah Mitchell might swing to us in the next round. Do you like uh, more a ton more than Amon? Oh, Amon St. Brown just went. I was he just say, went. I, yeah, I kind of like him about as much as more. That's a great debate. Honestly, I, I flip flop those two all the time. <laughs> And with with Jameson Williams going to be banged up for at least the first start of the year, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I also have more faith in Goff, which is just disturbing. So uh, there's a lot of factors that point to Amon Ross St. Brown in terms of like, I don't think his job is is going anytime soon until Williams is back. And even then they fill different roles. Whereas like yeah. Moore and Garrett Wilson are pretty similar, like all layers of the field, very explosive, great talents. But what if this is like, Justin Jefferson walks in and just takes over for Thielen, who was the bonafide wide receiver one entering that year. Like there's just those situations, Jamar Chase and T Higgins, an even better example. Right. But these are two lesser towns with a significantly worse quarterback. And that's the biggest yeah. issue is right. Zach Wilson. Is sure. he anything good? No, probably not. Tom Brady said that Russell Gage, and this is a quote, has to have a big year for the bucks in 2022. You know, I love quotes like that. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's true. We just talked about Godwin and why I passed on him over um, Baron and Cooks there is there's no real timetable. And most reports have been kind of pessimistic about it. They franchised him. So they have a lot of money going into him. I don't think they're going to rush him. They want him back for the playoffs. Gage is going to fill that slot role. And we have, what, 15 years, 20 years? Who knows? How long has Brady been freaking playing? Of his slot weapon just routinely dominating. And, of course, Mike Evans, yeah. like, instant benefit from the absence. He goes around two. Russell Gage is going to slide right in there. He was a top 12 wide receiver for the second half of last year. Actually was one of the most owned players on championship rosters in fantasy leagues last year. He just a nice, smooth, solid receiver that Brady's already connecting with, already vibing with. Like that, that's all that matters to me is but Brady vibes with you. You're in his circle of trust, bam, big riser. So yeah, absolutely. Russell Gage, the positive praise from Brady means more than just like your standard little puck piece. Don't you agree? I, I do agree. It carries certainly more weight coming from Brady. I mean, also because, I mean, you know, Brady's the kingmaker there. He can make if he wants him to have a great year, unless Gage is just coming in way less of a physical threat than we think he probably is, then Brady can make this guy have a great year. I mean, he, yeah. he so yeah. So, of course, I take that way more seriously than if Kirk Cousins is like, oh, Russell Gage needs to have a great year. Like, I certainly uh, take Brady a lot more seriously than your average guy. Um, we're going to get into something about Saquon Barkley in just a second, but we are the next pickup. So I just wanted to make sure we were sharp and ready to go. Don't hate Hopkins. I know the suspension blows, but we have three receivers it's already. It's best ball, though. I mean, it's best ball. And he gets Atlanta in week 17, speaking of week 17. And I mean, he can still ball. Let's do it. Let's pick him. You know, man, I, lo I love the guy. All right. Sweet. And we'll talk about why. Oh, we have Renfro sitting right there, though. I mean, does that piss you off at all? Um, I love Renfro. I do love Renfro, and I possibly would have gone Renfro if I'd known known he was sitting there. And if we had been a little more on the ball, our queue would have been built up. But we've been talking about other things. Yeah, let's let's build up the queue. <laughs> um, I do like Walker. I don't hate Christian Kirk as a potential number one there. I don't love him. You mean I, fur, I like fur coat wearing Christian Kirk? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that fucking fur coat wear. Do like making sure we get. Do you, do you do you hate Cordero Patterson? No, I like Cordero. You, you asked him, didn't you? 
No, I, I, these are I'm putting the star on them. So they're, they're oh okay. I, I thought you missed him on the other list because I like him in best ball. Oh, absolutely. I like him in all formats. I think he's a great value. Um, we do have Josh Allen, so James Cook could be real interesting. Uh, Melvin Gordon provides some good solid value. So like, what do you think's the best game Robert Woods is going to have this year? It's such a gross like scheme and offensive man. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, it feels so nasty. Is he unsexy upside? Because like. Traylon Burks has just been getting awful reviews. Asthma, like talk I mean, about spot down. I think Robert Woods is. I think Robert Woods is, a, real, is a really good receiver. I think that you know he was undervalued for a while. Then I think possibly got a little overvalued. Then he got injured, and now I really don't know what to think. Like you know, there's a chance he won't come back physically as good. Certainly, um, and he's playing on Tennessee. But right. there's also yeah. a chance he could come back physically as good or better. I mean, we've seen that plenty of times. And maybe he's just like a you know target hog that we're underselling completely. I don't know. Exactly. He really could magnet like 140 targets this year. Yeah, what, it, what if he gets something like that? Who knows? And the guy who just went, Traylon Burks, like, yeah, he's the exciting rookie they drafted, but he hasn't made it through practice. They're even saying he's probably not going to be ready for minicamp. <laughs> What's going on there? And, I, again, you don't want to – I I'm asthmatic, so like I we I I understand your struggle, trailing But like in seriousness, that you, you hate to see that already. Like you're a rookie, you're supposed to be the oh, freshman yeah. coming in and dominating and and wowing with your your ability. And sure, some rookies start slow because they're picking the playbook up, but like physically in shape. And rumors were in, in workout season, he wasn't fully in shape. I don't know whether that's a work ethic thing or it's a health concern, but either one's bad. Either way, you don't like it. Either hey, way, uh, it's not good. Remember our buddy Fraser McDonald. Oh, yeah, from Scotland. Yeah, St. Brown, Gabe Davis, Cordell Patterson all seem to be grouped together in drafts. Who do you take first? Gabe Davis. I take Gabe Davis first. Gabe Davis. Frazier. Come on. Yeah, especially when we have Josh Allen starting so much. I'm mad we didn't get either him or Allen Robinson. Um, Well, I mean, we were a little shocked. This is going to be an interesting team that we're putting together. All righty. We have uh, Cordell Patterson, Cordell we do have our bills. So like getting Dawson Knox or Singletary, I don't think we have to pull the Knox trigger because there's still two tight ends left. Um, I like going either Patterson or Singletary. I think we go Patterson here, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a few games a year. I think that he's going to put up some super numbers, right? Absolutely. I if mean, they use him right, who knows? I mean, it, the, the it's really, it was a tale of two Pattersons. It's a matter of which one do we get, but Obviously, if there's any, they only added a fifth round Tyler Algier. I, I don't think he's anything special. He's a fantasy darling to some. I, Damian Pierce was the valued running back in this class, not not Tyler Algier. He's meh. So I, I really think Patterson could be looking at that lead running back role. It's just a matter of are they going to use him as the explosive downfield, like creative, move him all around type of running back, or are they just going <laughs> to jam him up the middle and like fucking awful all last ten last year? So. That's that's the big question, right? I, I don't sure. know. No, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. That's a we got here. Yeah. Um, so let's talk real quick. Let me hit you with a couple more. Um, Ralph Bacchiano has reported that Saquon Barkley is lining up everywhere, like on all the formations and OTAs. Uh, I, I got to say that doesn't mean anything to me at all. There goes Knox. But so the only reason I, I – do you see these reports like, okay, cool. But we've seen literally everyone who's been at Giants practice so far – Right. rave about seeing Saquon Barkley moving all over the place, looking as explosive as he did three years ago. Him saying, I trust my knee again. We're going to go Devin Singletary, by the way, if it gets to us, you cool okay. with that? Yes, I am. Um, yeah, Knox is already gone. All right. Uh, so all these reports continuing to build in succession. 
it, it just he's back to that wow player form. Certainly one of the most explosive, like you look at all the metrics, the most 40 plus yard receptions among running backs in the last three years, the most 40 plus yard runs. So dangerous. If Brian Dibble, who I do really believe in, you've seen the engine that these bills have been. I think Dan was instrumental to that, given McDermott's more of a defensive guy. I, I just think this guy could potentially unlock the Giants. I don't know that Daniel Jones being a quarterback, I'm going to hit Singletary so he can just kind of wrap right. this rant up. Um, <laughs> I, I just think, and the improved line too, first round injection, they signed uh, the guard from the Zietler. Uh, you know, they, they've got just like nice injections around the line. Not a great line yet, but not like the worst in the league like they've been for the last few years. I just think there's a lot of things going Saquon's way. And if you did get 14, 15 games of Saquon Barkley from a couple of years ago, and he's getting used the best way he's ever been, and the offense is more explosive than it's ever been like that, that ceiling scenario is top seven running back, top five running back. I mean, he was a top five running back. Am I just chasing way too long ago? Maybe. What? I don't know. You said you have no interest. I'm not going to say I have no I have no interest in that story. Yes, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> in that I don't have any interest in that story. I would never say I have no interest in Saquon because, like I've said, there's always a price tag for someone where I'm willing to take a stab at somebody as you know that at least used to be as talented as that guy. Yeah, uh, but no, I don't give a shit that their coach says he's lining up everywhere. What's he going to say? Like, nope, he pretty much he's lining up in the same spot every time. You're going to know exactly where he's going with the ball every single time. But that's what I'll I tell think. you one thing: he's not going to be any what? mystery. They just like, you know, maybe someone did a little bit of like PR research and was like, you know what? We've sounded like idiots for the last few years. Let's try to sound slightly less like idiots. And so maybe this guy's trying to sound slightly less like idiots. I just don't, I don't care yet. I don't care. I have to see it. Like more onic as it sounds, a hundred percent. No disagreement. It's laughably moronic. That's how he was used, laughably moronically. Yeah, sure. These last couple of years. So give me, I'm just happy that it's not moron, like sheer moron anymore. We're on the um, clock. What do you think of Rashad Penny? You know, Ken Walker's a little banged up right now. He lit it up, and we know there's no return for Carson. I think him or Rondale Moore as I a I think Penny I would player. probably go Penny. I think this is already such a weird. Oh, this no. The, this is the weirdest team we've done yet. I know, and it, so, it just fucking froze on us. This happens um, every At this time. point, we might as well take a couple stabs at some random. Four seconds, three, two, You said one. Penny, I'm going to go Penny. Uh, I missed my pick. Oh, you were slow on the click. I know. Damn Garrett it. Wilson. Oh my God. I know. I, I I had him in the queue and I don't know why. I like we already have Elijah Moore. We don't need two jets. Oh, the <laughs> fact that we have two jets is a little more than I can handle right now. <laughs> yeah, you're already sick of this team, huh? <laughs> Me too. Two I'm not jets. Oh, Maybe God. we can revive the team at the end. We'll see. Um Yeah, what if the Jets go like 13 and 3? We're gonna look like geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Zach, we might have to draft Zach Wilson now just to correlate our team <laughs> like, yeah. as a last just, round pick. Just to like complete the fisting. Yeah. Um, and then the, like you said, the Jets just put up 40 a game. Zach Wilson, the next like Pat Mahomes, <laughs> Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are the next fucking biggest duo in the league. Hey, Here we go. Chris Jason says, got to grab Zach Wilson for the ultimate Jets stack. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> that was definitely not the intention. I So who would you have gone? Like, if we could go rewind this. if the, Well, if the I think we thought Penny was a decent choice, actually. Yeah, he's still there, so maybe we get him next. I, I would have liked Rondale Moore as I well. I would have liked literally anybody except the Jets, <laughs> number two or number three receiver. Yeah. So we have – Literally anybody. I'm going to pull up the draft view just to see kind of what picks we're dealing with. We have 127 and 138. I, I'm looking at Crowder probably here. Um, 
Only if he gets traded back to the Jets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> We're not interested in any Buffalo. There players. goes Penny and Moore, two guys I liked. I'm I'm hoping to get at least one receiver for Josh Allen. We'll go we'll go Crowder here if he, as long as he's there. I have that Wilson queued up, and that's going to end up refreshing and bite me in the ass. So let me get rid of that. Um, we also don't have a tight end. All right, our pick, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, that's fine. What do you think about Tyree Kill talking shit about Pat Mahomes yeah, uh, and, and saying that yeah. saying that he was underused? Um, and in a year like I mean, way, he, had, he had a career yeah. he had a career high in receptions last year. Yeah, and he's saying he's under like a hundred and. 12 or 120 or he's something. He's in a like for a rude awakening. And he's like, oh, yeah, two is more accurate than him. Come on, man. Don't You don't need to say that shit. Exactly. One, I, I 100% agree. Like, what's the point of that? What does that accomplish? Petty bullshit. Like, what's the sour grapes between the pair? I, I don't know, but there is well, no. Mahomes said he didn't think there was any. He was more accurate than fucking Mahomes, the generational fucking talent. Come on now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one one I just queued up a name and not well, McKinnon. Him. McKinnon got re-signed to a one-year deal. So exactly, and it sh- it should be less news than it is. But all the Ceh truth is out there. We were obviously for a year. I got right off that train. Uh, Clearly, uh. was a horrible express, and I, I I'm apologizing. If if you followed us that year, you probably are not following us anymore anyway. So I guess <laughs> right, right. Um, but this does matter because McKinnon in the the playoffs, the last two games together. McKinnon out carries CEH 22 to 13, out targets him 11 to 4, out snaps him 107 to 36. Yes, CEH was coming off an injury. That that obviously had a fact. I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. I understand that. But McKinnon was the most dangerous back there by a mile once he got going. He was averaging over 16 PPR points per game down that stretch. He doubled CEH's touches, as we said, over the postseason and is clad good. We still don't have an answer that would say yes. Uh, may, maybe there's reports that he was, you know, 160 pounds and he was really sick and lost a ton of weight that could all come into fruition. And maybe he will be Brian Westbrook was a late bloomer under Andy Reed. Like there is a case for CH, but it certainly just took a major hit with Jarek McKinnon returning. And I absolutely love targeting Jarek McKinnon. He's at 205 ADP. I, I'll make sure to get him a couple rounds earlier because I think he's going to go down as like, he's going to jump up in ADP probably four rounds by the end of the summer. And if not, one of the best value picks. I love McKinnon's price and I will not be drafting CH in 2021. So you said that anybody that was watching us when we recommended CH so high probably isn't watching us anymore. Let me, all right, take your pick and then we'll talk. I'll go Friar Muth because we don't have a tight end and I love the Friar Muth. Yes, you do love the Friar Muth. All right. Sweet. So here, here's my, here's my devil's advocate comment here. You say anybody that was watching when we were recommending CH probably is not watching anymore. Well, I've been with RSJ since the beginning, and I can remember when we recommended Jarek McKinnon extremely high. Maybe more, maybe more than once, actually. Um, We've been burned by this man, right? I mean, so I just I feel like there should be a warning label on this you know, pick. Now, granted, we're talking about ta- we're talking about taking him in a later round situation as a value pick, which I get. There was a time that I mean, he was a legit second round recommendation of ours oh yeah but that thankfully that one like if you were doing these types of drafts and these didn't exist back then so thankfully i was not burning money on fire with jeff mckinnon early in the offseason he did get hurt like very early in the preseason it kind of became apparent he wasn't going to be a thing before 
drafts really started hitting? Well, I, I can tell you that in the Rotor Street Journal draft, uh, we must have drafted before because I took him with my second pick. <laughs> So, uh, so let's not let's not gaslight and say that nobody got burned. Right. I'm glad I'm glad it was you then, Truth. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I figured that would be your. It, it is funny that you have that like visceral gut reaction because I I remember texting CJ like McKinnon's back, baby, or something stupid, and like obviously half joking. But as a late round pick, I do I I'm not actually. Yeah, no, I get the value. You pick. might think yeah. I'm a moron for continuing. To no, go back I don't. I just thought it would but, be since we're talking about guys that have really let us down that we were high on. I feel obligated, like just, you know, morally to mention that Jared McKinnon also belongs in that category. Now, we're not draft. We're not talking about picking him early, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm but come on. Money. Come on. He made us look bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he yeah, that, we weren't smart about Jared McKinnon. But I, I he's a good – I think he, he – when used right the right way, and I think he was used the right way, finally, um, he can be a player. He really can. All right, so we got our tight end. Let's just see who's on the board here. I don't love Ronald Jones, especially now with McKinnon there, like no interest. I don't hate uh, Albert O, the Broncos tight end. Oh, man, I don't like him. Hunter Henry, do we get another, like a backup tight end? Do we complete the Jets tri-fit? Oh, God. I, I like Albert O or Hunter Henry. Pick one, and I'll I'll click whichever one. I would would pick Hunter Henry, personally. Got him. Albert O's another guy that's just like, you know, we've been interested in before. Now he never had Russell Willis. No, Wilson well, exactly. He never been the number one, never had Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> right. So, okay, there's there's that him. angle. Yeah. There's that angle where you say like, oh, well, this piece and this piece and everything had never lined up perfectly for him. And then there's the other way, which I guess is like the glass half full way to look at stuff. And then the other way you look at it is just like, you know, I've taken a stab at this guy three different years. And he's fucking let me down every time. And am I going to keep chasing this? That, that That's the other way of looking at it is like, how many times yeah. are you going to go for this guy after he's burned you? you Even though he's in a better situation now. I, I agree. I know. I know. I, but we don't, it's not like we've been burned that many times, Alberto. A like, couple times. No, no. He, we never even really recommended Alberto until like, uh, I remember, listen, I've hosted hundreds and hundreds of podcasts with you. And I remember you singing his praises uh, like several times. No way. He's new to one. He's only been in the league like three years. I know. He's been behind Noah Fan. And I've never, like, the only time we've ever recommended him is a waiver wire pickup. God, I wish we had like a. I wish we had a crack, uh, you know, uh, editing whatever team that could track. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, go find me. Yeah, go go look through the last three hundred podcasts that go uh, find the, the, the wolf backstage. Find like the two times that the wolf mentioned Alberto <laughs> and see how high he was on it. Me just fucking unzipping Alberto's pants and just it getting was down. Not my quite knee. an unzip. Please no. find the footage that we can play back for the audience. These I can't. Fuck- these sick fucks want to watch it. I'm sure. Let me, <laughs> right. let me get on in there. <laughs> oh God. Um, oh. CJ says, I think you guys are forgetting Rojo rushing for 1500 in KC this year. <laughs> oh yeah, please. <laughs> He's become so obsolete because like CH would probably get early down work. This is why I actually hate CEH because maybe Ronald Jones, if he's going to come into any value, he ends up being like the goal line hammer. We've seen CEH get his lunch fucking stuffed up his own ass at the goal line every single time he tries to get a goal line carry. We can probably think that maybe Ronald Jones gets the first crack. So now you got CEH losing receptions to McKinnon, losing fucking Ronald Jones' goal line TDs potentially just 
All the money touches. No, thank you, CH. I really like Kenny Gainwell for our pick here um, on a show about running backs. Do you like him or no? Not at all. Yeah, I like him all right. He had like four to five 20 weeks last year. It was more than Miles Sanders. This regime brought have the more explosive offense. Miles Sanders always gets hurt. And like, what if Gainwell just went about like there's not there's a non-zero chance that this staff just isn't committed to Sanders. They certainly didn't seem it that way, and definitely not at the goal line stripe. So whether it's injury, whether it's just another step forward from Gainwell. We know the Eagles' offense is taking a leap forward, and they already were solid last year. Gainwell, somebody I've been getting higher and higher, and has that lemon slot. I never even told you what strain I was on. The the lemon haze settles in, nice. a nice fog kind of covers my face. I think that Kenny Gainwell is an absolute beautiful. What round are we in? Like 13, 14? Round yeah. 15, 14 pick. Uh, beautiful running back upside there. Like we'll get a couple 20 point weeks from the lineup, and there's upside. He might be an every week starter. In our line, yeah. I, love, I, are you sold? Did I did yeah. I give you the good? Uh, yeah, you sold. I but I, I liked him anyway. Um, yeah. That's good. In, okay. So instead of this podcast here. being the running back show, we should just call it Jet Stack. Yeah, the, the exact. Yeah, there you go, CJ. You want some buzzy clicks? You want the uh, the traffic? And by the way, we are up to over two thousand again. Truth, love to see it. <laughs> lost awesome. a few people, uh, but I think I'll bet we just lost like bots, probably. Exactly. Maybe some bots. They, they first saw the big best ball and like, oh, okay, I don't like these weed smokers. And they left. <laughs> but then you get the people that see that and they're like, hey, I kind of like these guys. And they sub. Those are the people you want around for a big best ball show because you know you're bringing in the right people. I'll lose five to bring in two if it's like the two friggin' top shits like, of, of, like Gary W. hanging out. I don't, with I don't know if CJ would agree with the lose five to get two business. Yeah, models. that's true. It's all about loyalty. Give me – what's the, the article? A thousand real fans? Versus, you know, 100,000 fake ones. I don't know. Right. Respect us. Something of that nature. There's a whole business theory about how, like, <laughs> you get 100 bucks out of the 1,000 tr- true fans. You've made 100,000. <coughs> like, that's an easier sell than trying to get five bucks out of, a hun- like, 20,000 or something like that. So Yeah, I'm sure. I'm- yeah, I'm sure the whole business that, right? I do like uh Gus, even though they're talking about bringing him along slowly. He was a recent follower along with mm-hmm. Dobbins. Uh, love Juan Dale, the giant Jets and Giants, baby. Talk if you're gonna him. do it, do it, uh, do it in this draft because this is such a fucked up draft. If you want to lean into those two teams, I already feel like we're far gone. I do like Kendrick Bourne a lot, uh, but uh, what do you think, Kendrick Bourne? Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm indifferent between these guys, yeah. Alrighty, so here's some names. Uh, Gus, Jarek. I, I really like Jarek McKinnon, and I have a feeling he might start like go sooner than later. Um, oh, there goes our Zach Wilson stack. Truth, we missed oh. a huge opportunity. Um, here's the names I queued up. You tell me which ones you like or don't like. Okay. Jerry, Gary W. says we're sleeping on J.D. McKissick, by the way. But McKinnon's the sexier one that like is he likely to be far less useful? Yes, but it's it's like the uh the family guy one, the mystery box or the boat. Like you could have JD McKissick, <laughs> who you know is gonna catch 80 receptions, or you could have McKinnon, who might be the Chiefs featured third down catch pass catcher. Give me give me the baby all day. <laughs> it's so stupid when you say it out loud, but like that's how it goes. Yeah, it it's is true, it Gary. He's he's truly useful. JD McKissick is highly usable at this point. But the mystery box. <laughs> hey, have you ever have you ever seen somebody on Facebook? Have you ever seen people declare themselves safe? 
after like a like a, a hurricane or something like that. Okay. Like you know, so and so like declares themselves safe. One time I saw it was like there was like a kind of heavy rainstorm somewhere, <laughs> and like this person I knew that was there was like declared themselves safe. And it's like no one was wondering if you were safe. Like <laughs> thank God I can finally. We go all back just to like bed. you know it was like it was like a pretty hard downpour for like forty five minutes. <laughs> the earth right. that puts collective sigh like sigh <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh thank God thank God you are safe right. <laughs> it's like you know anyway sorry that just came. Um, out. I do like the idea of McKissick, but I also like McKinnon truth thoughts. Maybe we go for McKinnon next round. You think Will you Fuller? I mean, you've look you've blown serious smoke up this guy's ass this episode. He's Gary W. Let's pick McKissick. Mc, he's a loyal fan, and it's a smart play. Like you need. It's a smart play, and we've already got a jet stack, so we're just kind of we're throwing the, the, the awful teams, the, fo- the football team or the Commanders, whatever the hell they are these days. Let's hope right. for uh, McKinnon on the way back, though. Okay, I'm hoping. Um, I'm genuinely hoping. Because <laughs> uh, this is like a build. Some interesting – a really good video I watched recently on Underdog uh, is on the actual Underdog Fantasy channel. Love the hosts, uh, Hayden Winks and Josh Norris. They do a great job. And they had like a, a real nitty-gritty strategy. And I'm going to read the article. I do better when I'm reading that instead of listening okay. to that. I'm listening to the card. So I, I can't wait to read the article and kind of really absorb the main points. But one of them – it's so intuitive. But like some people go in with like – I have to have nine receivers because that that had the twenty first advanced rate. But then they did a really good job looking at well, if you took three receivers to start your draft, what's actually the ideal composition? And it was like six receivers because obviously you want your top three. We got our guy McKinnon. Let's fucking do it. We did um, get our guy McKinnon. Back to the the OG RSJ days. McKinnon gonna win us a milli. Who was That's the first? Who was the first RSJ guy that we were all over? Uh I don't mean that we were right about. I don't mean the one we were most correct about. Who was the first Roto Street Journal darling? That's David Johnson. Remember, we were like all in. It was the year where everybody was clamoring. If you don't take a first round receiver, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah, And we were like, David Johnson had just had that insane three-game stretch, heroic playoff performances. And thankfully, it won me a title in one league. So you realize the power of this guy. And he was falling like the end of round one. And it was like, Bruce Arians gave the guy the keys, and once Arians does that, he kind of just <laughs> lets him go. We saw it with Lenny Fournette this year. Yeah. And he gave him the keys from day one. The offense took a nice step forward as a whole. And this he was a monster. Remember that season? Like, yeah, David I do. I, I wonder if that is the first guy. We we had him at number two overall, and he was a projected first round. He was going at like 11 or 12. But we were like, after Antonio Brown, the only guy to consider is David Johnson. And, and realistically, he should have been number one. On that, uh, looks like we're drafting against Keenan Allen. By the way, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I wonder if um, he's stacked up on Chargers. No, so I, I but I did want to make sure to finish this point because I thought it was a great one from Hayden because it, it, it applies to our team now. Truth. Uh, before we go back onto that tangent, I like that one. Is you, you look at this? We got Jefferson first, anchor receiver. Like you know, he's going to be in your lineup every fucking week. So our needed receiver is clearly not as big as what it might be. Then we went, went Josh Allen, so now that thins out our running backs even more. Going Jones and Zeke, like I love those two at the top, but me and you are typically running back, running back. We're talking about running back strategy. I almost always go RBRB. That was the ideal build. It's our draft pick here. Um, I like Foreman a lot. Me but, too. I actually um, do too. All right, let's do it. Our receivers, I mean, our receivers are kind of gross. 
they are. <laughs> oh, that's our last pick too. Um, we're gonna be real. We don't, we don't even have a backup QB. Um, but that's what that's what I like about. That's God. what the lemon haze will do to you. That's what the lemon haze when the cloud settles over your face. Oh, by that's the way, CJ says DJ Ajayi and McKinnon. Those were the first three that I could think of too. Um, Ajayi was a really bad one. We memory, <laughs> but then remember he came. He had like two or three big games. Like where he ran for 200 yards two weeks in a row or something like that. Like only OJ Simpson had done it too. Right. And then we were like, okay, here we go. And then he just like never did it um, again. To put a bow on my point that must be horrendous because we keep getting off of it somehow is when you have like early, his point was like, yes, maybe the ideal receivers was eight in a draft. But if you took three receivers to start your draft and now you have these beastlies and let me um just pull up the draft here so we can just kind of, Keep that Gary W. Down. Gary W. Giving us an LMAO, not even a backup QB. Yeah, <laughs> we deserve that, Gary. I get my highest advanced team last year had only Mahomes, and I think it was a mistake like this at first. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I ruined a team I really loved." Otherwise, it was the team that went the farthest and had a real shot to win like a hundred thousand bucks. It didn't, obviously, but you know, I had a shot. So <laughs> that's what it all comes down to, right? But if you go. The, the when you get more granular, let's say you start with three run receivers and that's going to be your ideal team. You should only have six by the end of your draft. Like teams that started receiver, 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 the highest advance rate was if they only had six receivers and it makes so much more sense, but people so, go in with like, I have to get nine or I have no, to get eight. And you're right. That That's a great point, especially when it, as it pertains to receivers, that's a really excellent point. I, I don't think that excuses the team that we've put together. I think that uh, I think that we drafted by a mile. Oh yeah, me too. So let's let's look at, before we wrap up. I have a minute, and then I got to go. You know the deal. And if there's any questions, like pull them up while we go. But what would you have done differently? You prefer Eckler to Jefferson? I, I'm yep. I'm gonna stand strong with Jefferson there. I love okay. what he's gonna do this year, and I just know how receivers fly in uh, underdog. Aaron Jones, I think better than Swift. The fa- the only other guy I was considering was Kamara, and we almost got him in the next round. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Josh Allen, we both loved. The only other guy I would have considered is James Conner. And you don't love Conner. I, I I he's Dr. so injury prone. I mean, I love the situation, but I just, yeah. I, I don't know. He's such a monster without Chase Edmonds last year. So, I mean, he could be an yep. absolute banger in round three. Yep. Um, I do love Zeke. You still on the Zeke train with me? Yeah. So, like, pick. so far, is there anybody you're like, oh, I really wish we didn't do? Like, Jefferson. Uh, I didn't. I didn't love Jefferson, but it's not like. But look at what it's I not, it's okay, not, so we it's, have not it's not like I considered that a terrible pick. I wouldn't have done it. But as I said to you in real time when we were doing the draft, it was the fifth pick where I felt like we fell off a cliff a little bit with Cooks. Yeah, I mean Cooks was. And, and it's and I like Cooks again. It's just I wasn't like excited, and then I was almost excited for no more picks until maybe McKinnon in the last round. Yeah. Um. So like over Cooks. Okay. Who who do you go? We see Mahomes, Dobbins. Metcalf, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, like we already want QBs, so obviously none of the QBs. And but then, this is the point. This is the point. We looked through like twelve or fifteen people, and Cooks if, was the one we liked the best. I if, agree with you on that pick. It just seems like there were a lot of people that disappeared that hadn't disappeared for us in past drafts. It, it, and what it really was truth was Allen Robinson and Gabe Davis. Like we kept just loading up on fucking those two, and and as we will continue to do if they're there. But it just it does. Cooks is just a 
kind of punch to the gut compared to those two, in my opinion. Right. Well, I guess that's my point. And I feel like we never really we recovered. <laughs> and the, like the thing kind of like fell off the, you know, the cart fell off the tracks. Well, you drafted more who I don't love, but whatever. Then we drafted Hopkins and there was someone we actually thought maybe Renfro would have been a better pick. Then next thing you know, we're kind of like a boxer. We're up against the ropes taking punches. And all of a sudden we draft a Jets, another Jets receiver. And at that yeah. point, it's like, you know, we're reeling from the punishment. True. That, right. So that that's all I'm saying. Who knows? Maybe we could get lucky. Um, by the way, just an interesting little comment here. CJ, Wolf's top 12, 2016 running backs. DJ, Zeke, Gurley, Lamar Miller, AP, Freeman, uh, Charles, Shady, Ingram, Eddie Lacy, and Martin. Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy. Wow. Wow. I wonder if that was like buffet Eddie Lacy. Classic throwback. Good find, CJ. Well played. Yeah, nice. See, this is this is the kind of kind of live research we need. Yeah. On the so I, I do agree. I, I kind of like from here. I do like that's all that is good stuff. I'm just sitting here chuckling about that. I, Lamar I Miller was your RB4. Remember that year where he like went to Houston and was gonna get we gotta just do this on a show where we just like look at old shit and just crack up at like our earliest content and predictions. I wish we had it in like the old form it was too, like our old logo and shit. Oh man, CJ can dig that up. He's got he's like the the grave digger over there. He's got all that stuff. Yeah. Um I, I hate the you know which picks I hate. I did we got auto-drafted Garrett Wilson. I was not a fan of that. Hate it. Um hated that one, especially already having Elijah Moore. If you get one Jets blow up, okay, but you're not getting two. So I would have really liked Rondale Moore or Rashad Penny there. Or Rashad um, Penny, who's who we're going to draft. Yeah, I would have said either of those two. In our team build, I would have preferred Rondale just because we have less receivers than running backs, and I thought some good running backs in Gainwell, McKissick, McKinnon, Foreman. Like, that's a good late – I love oh, the late round running backs. Okay, I like the good – A good blend backs. of upside, usability, and just like stash ability with Foreman. I like Bourne. I love Gainwell where we got him. I like both of our tight ends. Like I, I, Crowder, we always take right here. So we it really do comes down to the Crowder. Jets receivers. You can't have more than one and feel okay about yourself. It's like a rock in my shoe. It's like a rock um, in my shoe, Wolf. Yeah. And like it would have been sexier to have Davis or Robinson, but we got close. Oh, oh, yeah, it would have been sexier. That's for sure. Other than that, I really don't see a whole lot wrong. Two Jets receivers is a big wrong to have. <laughs> but other than that, I, I really don't mind anything we did. And I think we got to wrap up, Truth. All right, we can wrap it up. I have what, are you, a lot what are your thoughts? You you give your last thoughts on the team. I mean, you summed it up pretty well. Like I think I summed it up already. I, I, we, uh, you know, we reached in round five. We got who we both agree was probably the best player there, but we had had some other guys taken. And I think at, at that point we got a little punchy, and uh, you know, just started started reeling. We made a, a kind of a miscalculation in a couple places. Auto drafted a player. Next thing you know, we're kind of like we're, we're like you know three a.m. at the poker table and we're on tilt. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know it, it's it could t- could end up being a decent team. It's my third favorite of the three that we've done together. Yeah. Oh, but far. if you do three, one's got to be your third favorite, right? It's like you got and three I, kids. Really you got three liked. kids. Obviously, one of them's the one you like the least. I really liked our teams too. The first two. We'll we'll go back and show you guys those on the to start next episode. We'll maybe just show show off our three teams. I think a good you know, piece of feedback. That what might be better is if we do the stock up, stock down before we start to draft and just like get a segment out of the way. Then we hit enter draft and kind of get into the free flow because I think it's a good segment. It's a good thing to start each draft with is like, here's some guys that have risen and fallen before we draft. Now let's hit the the, the people want less mistaking an alligator for a dog comments. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, no. I want more of that. But I think after we've given like, like people come to tune in and they see 
five good minutes of like football analysis, but like high idiots. Right, well, I'm I'm all for that, but we can't be getting in a situation where we're starting the show and the draft's already started. Then exactly. Um, by, by the way, Gary W. The truth with a solid analysis yeah. of the drafted team. Well done, thank you, Gary. I like that. Absolutely, RSA rewind. That we had to do that <coughs> for sure. Get some of us in with you. Wait to start five minutes. I so we can't. I can't really control. How, like we hit enter draft and bam, it was like we, we were the last one in, Gary. But yeah, I'd love that'd be so fun if you retro G. I remember you commented, I'd love to draft with you, get the mean streets together, Gary. That'd yeah, be a blast. You, you got to be high though. Oh, yeah. I, I think Gary fits the bill there. Yeah, I figured he could do it. Well, cheers, truth. This was another good draft, another fun time. Go Celtics. Um, oh, and the, the thing we should have promoted right from the top if you like this draft and you want to join Underdog and you haven't already, code RSJ will get you a hundred dollar match. And you can also click the link in the description here if that makes it easier for you. So do check that out if you haven't already. It does help your boys out if you use that kickback for us. Um, and, of course, it helps you because you get $100 on top of whatever you deposit. So, well, if, if you deposit 100 bucks, 100 100% match is the key here, up to $100. So up to $100. All right. Yeah, sweet. Cool. Make sure to promote that at the beginning because I always forget. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, it's, it's been under playing under there the whole time. So maybe you guys saw it. And if you're watching this, you're probably already on underdog but if not please consider it get on it get on it It it, it's a great time every time we do this it's always fun like this is i always look forward to this i'm glad we're able to squeeze it in all righty i'm getting the death stairs i gotta leave (laughs) sorry hills (laughs) go celtics baby we used to have it all but now's our curtain call so hold for the applause Oh, 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 oh and wave out to the crowd and take our final bow Football right there, folks.